Welcome back to another Strike Thoughts round 10. We're feeling tired, but we can get there. Um, Pete, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm really, really good. Thank you. I want to quickly recap the last card and then quickly go on to some breaking news as well. Um, a big fight that's been announced and then also something even bigger that's been announced by Dana. So we'll come on to that in a second. So we'll just buzz through these quickly then, peaks. I know how excited you are. Uh, we got the first fight of the last. Uh, well, so it was UFC 250. Um, any kind of like massive highlights for you, Pete? Before like we get into it, like breaking it down fight by fight, like your massive takeaways. Uh, just where we've been saying previously, I think about like weight divisions all popping off in the different times. I think this was like the Benton weight card. Really, it's just like just fucking like hit it off again. Like, three big, well, three like big main fights on there. Mm. Um, and that's just sort of set everyone up now for some like bigger fights in the future. I feel like it's being timed really well with Cejudo gone, mm. TJ gone. There's no real clear, clear cut person. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be really, really interesting to see what happens. I'm really, really excited. All right, so we got um, the middleweight fight. The first fight of the night was Charles Bird against um, Mackie Patoli um, and the Hawaiian Marky. Just mate, just it was a really, really big finish. Like just absolutely. Mm battered him really from from it yeah, yeah. really really good fight i haven't seen any of these fighters before to be fair but again we start like the middleweights we were talking about like the division yeah yeah it's very very there's like a big divide but hey he looks really yeah, really good like really 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 good so we'll, we'll see what happens there cody mm. stamen mate against brian Kelly. i wanted to talk about this one we, we spoke about the bantamweight division being exciting but the featherweight division is equally as exciting uh, a really big first round massive exchanges another great round second round Stamen looked the more busy I got the takedown great fight and then decision go went to Cody Stamen give me your thoughts on this fight Pete yeah it was really it was really good I thought um, I was a little bit like sort of behind Keller from like the last from, like the last fight I saw him in and um, but yeah like it was a, I thought it was a really good fight like back and forth and especially for that guy to come in it's like Walt Harris the other week to come in on that sort of well trying to subside that sort of emotion until after the fight must be fucking hard and he'd like say well even Joe Rogan said it's one of his best performances so mm. he'd done fucking really well mad if you know it's mad that there's a lot of different people in life but something like that can really affect people to be like right you know my mind's elsewhere I don't want to fight not saying about Walt Harris by the way I'm just saying in general yeah, yeah. your mind might be somewhere else or whatever but then you've got other people where they they use that and they and it fuels them to have the problem. yeah yeah literally of their life i'll be honest i didn't know the background of cody stamen um who lost his 18 year old brother just before this fight uh, a week or so before um but massive respect to him for that and then even joe rogan started welling up in the interview <laughs> See that? i know fucking hell bless him and everyone calls this a fucking barbaric sport <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, mate, it was so emotional. It's so emotional. So yeah, massive mm. win from Cody Stamen. But again, with Brian Keller, I thought he looked really. I thought he looked good, especially considering he's only just four. I know he, he knocked yeah. these out, but two quick camps back to back. So you know, it's not like he's he's his stock's been reduced highly by that. But no, no massive performance there from Cody Stamen. Again, there was another middleweight fight, which was Ian Hainish, um, who's ranked 13 in the middleweight division against uh, Gerald Mearshart. Hainish. Yeah. Went to uh, training. Went to training in Thailand before this fight to work on the Muay Thai, and you could really see it with his leg kicks. Um, and yeah, big overhand right hurting him, and then basically just swarmed him. Yeah, really good performance, I thought, from Hainish. Yeah, it's really. I've, I don't think I've seen neither of them before. Um, 
I was a little bit in and out of the fight and that, but then when he was it big right hand, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, big, yeah. big yeah, overhand yeah, yeah. right. Just sort of fucking done him, yeah. Like, um, yeah, and neither of them was ranked, was they? Um, it, Hainish is 13, rank 13. So, 13, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so he's, he's in the top 15, but Mearshart mm. wasn't ranked, so we'll see whatever. It's one of those things as well, I noticed where it's like, you know, I try and be the, an avid UFC fan. Obviously, I do a, do a podcast on it, so you expect me to know a little bit about it. But you look at a name, a name like Ian Hainish, and I was like, no, I don't recognise that straight off the bat. I actually recognised Mearshart more because I've seen him fight more, uh, yeah. like more uh, recently. And then it, I looked at Hainish, and he ranked thirteen, and I'm like, well, you, come on, mate, like you should, know, oh, no, no. <laughs> you should know. Yes, yeah, a ranked fighter, but it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, especially with people moving about all over the place and starting rankings again, like different divisions and stuff. But yeah, exactly, exactly. The last prelim was a fight I I didn't I, I enjoyed a lot. Uh, was Alex Caceres against Chase Hooper? What did you think of this fight, Pete? <laughs> yeah. It's funny, but it's just like it's it's almost like everyone knew what Chase Hooper was going to do. Just like come forward, keep pushing, trying to get that takedown, but he was just fucking wasn't there with the hands, like. And it's not being funny, especially against, like, like Alex Caceres is like, he's a good striker, but he's not like elite. Do you know what I mean? He's mm. like, so yeah, I guess that kid's, he's still young though, and he's like, he's just come in, he's oh, got yeah. so much work to do, but um, I guess that gives Caceres a little boost. Because as we were saying, isn't it? Like, you, we get we get these guys come in, and it's like, oh yeah, this young kid's on the tear, oh, but he's going up against this veteran that's been in the sport for however many years. And you, fucking nine times out of ten, they beat that veteran because they're that good. Yeah. And the game's and the game's changed. Whereas now it's just flipped it on its head, and everyone's like, oh, Sarah should just beat this like young up and coming kid. So, um, yeah, I guess that's good for him. Yeah, it, it, but again, it's I think it does more to i don't know how high it puts his stock up again like just beating a new kid i mean if basically a win for hooper does a lot more than a win for for bruce leroy here do you know what i mean like yeah well, i think i think yeah i think the 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 pressure was more on if caceres loses this one then it's like where does he go from here so exactly. i think it's more i think there was more at stake really for him whereas hooper could just say oh i've just lost against a guy that's been here for like in years um, I just it wasn't even it wasn't bad, was it? It wasn't like a fucking mauling or nothing like that. He just got, no. got outclassed. Yeah, yeah. He just he, on the feet. He just outclassed. <laughs> and just got outclassed. Bless you, mate. Um, <laughs> you can't, you can't, 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 can't say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got hay fever. <laughs> yeah, so it's come on really strong, yeah. mate. You've been in the sun too long, um, mm. but it's a really, really interesting fight. But I just put, you know, it, it was just simple. Chase Hooper was just being outstriped, and then he was—he was even trying to pull guard because that's how good his, his his ground game is. Yeah, he's trying to yeah, pull, yeah. he's trying to pull guard on him. Um, and he got—he nearly got his legs a couple of times as well, which I was really excited about. I don't know why I was sort of rooting for Chase in this fight because I love both fighters, but I don't know why. Mm. I think it might be because my mate asked me to put some bets on, and I was like, "Yeah, stick Chase Hooper on, boy. He's a little dark horse." And oh, uh, obviously, did he, he, do turned, it? he turned out not to. Be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but all right, let's move on to the main card very quickly, then, Pete. So it was Eddie Wineland against Sean O'Malley again, um, starting off uh, the bantamweight fights of the evening. Uh, yeah, give, give me your thoughts on this, Pete. Um, yeah, I think he's. I've not really. I don't even think I've watched. I've, I've. I think I've watched like maybe one of O'Malley's fights, and I've never really like thought, oh, 
like he's good, like he's good in that. But I've never, I never really jumped on that sort of how everyone else has jumped on him. Like he's like the next big, like the next big thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, after after that performance, he looks so confident, like aggressive, and he took a couple of big shots as well from like a decent striker. Mm. And then to come off with like a finish like that, it's just bumped him right up. He's just like, especially in that division as well. It's it's like we said about um, Gilbert Burns. I'd have I'd have no problem with them making O'Malley against Garbrandt now. Like right. Would, would have no problem with that whatsoever, just because I think Garbrandt's quite, he's dropped a bit down anyway. Well, he, he had before, um, he's probably bumped up now after after his win, but mm. yeah, I'd, I'd have no problem with that. I think he's ready for that sort of that sort of test, I think. 100%. Is a very interesting character and he's a very interesting fighter, you know, not ranked, um, not had the big, you know, pay-per-view fights with some really big names and stuff like that. But Eddie Wineland is a seasoned vet, an ex-champ in, in another organization. And Sean O'Malley does a walk-off KO with a big right hand, literally slept him. It was, he was out for a long time. He was snoring. He yeah. literally did that with a right hand. It's very rare you see that in the Bantamweight division until obviously yeah. a bit later in the night, which we'll come on to. But big KO sleep knockouts like that are so rare. When Sean O'Malley was first on the scene, I do remember him coming through, crazy hair tattoos, all that kind of stuff, being really interested in him. Obviously, anyone that you know stands out, you get you get excited, obviously. And then mm. I remember him going away for a bit as well. And then, but I remember him knowing how sick he was and being like, I want to, I think I should be fighting here. But you have to prove yourself in the division, bro. You can't just like, yeah, walk yeah. in and be like, boom, I want you got to do what like Till did. You got to do what these young up and coming guys have done and, and mm. fight your way to the top. But I, I think he knows how good he is. But I'm really excited to see what happens. Cody's been talking a bit of shit about him. He's been talking a bit of shit about Cody. Uh, O'Malley's been talking shit about Cejudo, fucking like retired. It's just, <laughs> it's just I sick. Think, I, I think that one just makes sense. And I think that would make for like the best fight fan wise as well because they're both like Cody, well, Cody O'Malley you're talking about yeah I think okay. they'd, the, the way, I think they'd, they'd end up really not liking each other during the build up and stuff and it would make for like an even better fight and obviously both of them coming off of one punch knockout wins it's just like even, even, even though you say about the rankings it's like they could give O'Malley someone else and then give Garbrandt someone else but I think that one that one would be like exciting for the fans, especially with how things are at the moment. They can both have not, neither of them got really hurt, so they could they could turn it around and fucking whack them on Fight Island, whack them on one of them cards. You know what I mean? Next month. True. The only thing it's it's what what sort of in it what what's in it for Cody? Do you know what I mean? Like he's fighting an unranked fighter. Cody's currently the number nine ranked bantamweight in the division. He's got people like Jimmy Rivera, Pedro Munoz. Asensio, Sandhagen, all these people above him. Yeah. So it, yeah. you know what? I, I don't understand what would be in it for him, but I would love to. I'd fucking love to see that. I would yeah, I think. Well, obviously, obviously, I think it's going to be, it's going to be um, Sterling and Yan in it. I think for the title, that's what they've sort of planned. It's, it's Aldo, um, isn't it? Oh, is it? I thought. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, sorry. I thought um, Dana said the winner of Aljamain's fight gets the winner of that. Sorry, so yeah. the title shot. That's it. Um, so I mean that's that's three fighters caught up in a, in like fights already, and then I, I don't know. I guess I doubt Go, Cody would would want to fight Munoz again. I don't see him. Well, this is but then you if, if Pedro if if Munoz has beat Cody, then his is his stake his stock's higher. Should he be in front for a title? He should be for a title shot before Cody. What do you think about that? Has he not fought since? I don't know whether he's. I don't, I don't know. know if That's he's, a great question. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's had a loss since. I can't. I, I don't actually. I don't. I'm not sure. 
That's a good question because the the only thing for me, it's like I know that it, you know, it doesn't work like that with. um, Oh no, sorry. So he lost. He did. He lost to Aljamain. So he fought Cody, and he's lost to Aljamain now as well. Since so, no, you are right there, man. That division. How interesting is it? How interesting is it? Yeah, it's all over the place, and it's fun. Um, Yeah, that's what I mean. That and the featherweight ones, the ones that are popping off at the moment, Mm. which is good. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess. Do you, do you, I don't, yeah. there, there are fights there for him, but either that or I guess, I don't know. It's <laughs> I look at it like if, if they give O'Malley anyone else. So I looked at the but sort of the people below Garbrandt in the mm. rankings and like I see like O'Malley sort of beating them sort of people. Well, you've got my, yeah, you, I'll tell you what, let's, um, Let's get through the rest of the fights. Let's get to the Cody yeah, fight yeah, and then we'll talk yeah. about the rankings. Um, in between some, some really exciting fights, you had Neil Magny, um, which I wanted to come on to quickly, Pete, against, against Rocco yes. Martin. Really, really cagey fight, but Magny just looked the, the more dominant fighter. And the reason why he's more dominant is because the guy just does not stop throwing. He was just throwing so much. The volume that he was putting out, he didn't even look tired. Rocco was going into the corners, huffing and puffing after every round, and Neil Magny just looked you know, there in the fight the whole mm. time and, and wins it by decision. We, we did speak about this one, obviously previewing it, but it's just sort of, you know, where each person kind of goes from there. Do you feel like Magny's in the, in the mix-up in, in the weight division amongst people like, like we said, we've got Burns, Covington, Mars Vidal, Woodley, Edwards, mm. Stephen Thompson, Damian Meyer, Kies is in there, Nate's in there, but Magny is, 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 is there. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind yeah, of like yeah. where he fits in. Yeah, it's sort of like what... Um what DC was saying though as well, he like, he sort of throws, it's almost like he's a point scorer. And even though that's good, like if you do do it like dominantly, mm. but, um, but then other people like that, that fight could have gone either way. People were saying, wouldn't it? Like they weren't sure about the first two rounds. Um, there was a lot of got... tweets, bruv. Like people were tweeting in like judges strike again and all this kind of stuff. And I was thinking, yeah. oh, I've just watched this fight. I, I thought he looked good. And I thought he outstruck. I thought him he personally. Looked, yeah. I thought, I thought he looked, yeah. I don't, I, it was weird. It was a weird one because I, I weren't sure because the way that they said it as well. What 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 got me was Rocco Martin's reaction, like almost knowing that he'd lost the third round, but he thought he had the first two, so he was like, "What the fuck?" But Neil Magny's reaction afterwards with Joe Rogan was like, "Oh, you know, I, I wasn't. I really wasn't sure. It was really. It was too close to call, so I had to go for it in the third round. Right. Almost sort almost telling me that he thought he might have lost one or two. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Um, but I got get but but to be honest, the way that he, I know I, I never I never look at fights like this, but the way you sort of not finish the fight, but sort of maybe sort of ended the rounds. He looked the more fresh at the end of the rounds. Like Martin was sort of like puffing a little bit, even after round one. I sort of noticed it. Like I don't think Joe Rogan did. Mm. He said he didn't think he looked tired, but he was. He did slow down at the end of every round. Um, mm. And then the third was yeah, like a complete shut up. But yeah, I think he's he's definitely in the mix, and whether he can hang with like. Them, them guys are so fucking big. Do you know what I mean? He's quite. He's not. A, even though they said in that fight he was, he's he's a powerful guy. I'm not sure. Yeah. He's not powerful. He's not powerful like Usman or Burns. No, hundred percent not. And it's just if in the mix up again, you've got like I said, Robbie Lawler, Vincente Luque's in there, Showtime's in there, Conor McGregor's in there. He probably beats Conor. Um, you've got um, <laughs> <laughs> you've got Kiesa, you've got Damian Meyer, you've got Stephen Thompson. You know, uh, d- does he beat these guys? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Obviously, mm. I don't know because it hasn't happened yet. But it's you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation to see where they both go, where they both <laughs> fall. So we'll keep an eye yes. on it. 
in that in that exciting division as well. Quickly now, then back to the bantamweights before we finish off with the main event, which was um, again another conversation we'll be having soon as well, which we spoke about in a previous episode. I want to get back to it, but with the bantamweights, then we had Aljamain Sterling against Corey Sandhagen, and then we had Aston Sale against Cody Garbrandt. Aljamain Sterling looked phenomenal, uh, mm. really aggressive, taking his back, great pace, got his back, rear naked choke, tapped him out. I think. Cody, Corey Sandhagen actually went out. He, he, he did tap before, but then he literally choked him out. Without Sterling's coaches there, he still performed like that, Pete. I was really yeah. impressed with him, bruv. Yeah, and he looked fucking mean as well. That was the, the difference as well. He just come out, looked massive as well. Like he looked yeah. fucking, he's, he looked fucking so built. Um, but that division, you think about other, like the other guys, like I'd love to see him actually next to like Yan and Aldo and people like that and just see how big he actually is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought we, yeah, it was a fucking dominant performance. Can't really, can't really argue with it. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know whether you look at, you know, whether it was the game plan, whether it was just a technique, whatever. I feel again, similar to Cody Stamen, you know, he, after the fight he was saying about, and you know, we don't need to get into it here. It's not the space for it, but with, with everything that's been going on in the world at the moment, you know, as a, as a black man, he was just like, I, I felt like I had that power in me. And I just feel like when these fighters, it, it's different from football. Like if you've got someone in, you know, in your, in your one player and you really want to go out and play and you want to do your best, you've got 10 other people on your team yeah. in team sports. It's a bit different, but when you're a fighter and you've got yeah. something in your head that, that you know, because a lot of fighting and boxing is mental. When you've got something in you, he just looked like he had it in him, Pete. He just looked like yeah. he was fucking had something yeah, yeah. to fight for. And <clears throat> it sounds crazy, but it looked like Corey just didn't even have a like stand a chance. It's almost like you see it a lot, didn't you? You got them fights that you got. Um, I was going to say you could go go back to the like Cowboy McGregor fight. It's like to come out and he like McGregor was just on it. Do you know what I mean? He's just like right, I'm going out there, not not fucking having a slow start. And it's just, some people like that, I think. Some people, I think they genuinely prefer to come out and sort of have the first couple of minutes like a sparring session. Yeah. To figure, figure people out, stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just, um, even fucking someone like <clears throat> someone like, like Mayweather does it. He comes out and he tries to figure people out in that first couple of minutes or the first round. But if you've got someone charging at you, who's fucking hell-bent on just, like, destroying you in the first couple of minutes, and it's like, oh, shit, my game plan's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like Tyson says, listen, you got everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah. You've got someone in front of you that might even be a little bit, you know, obviously when you get to the UFC, your technique and fighting is at a certain level already. So if you've got mm. someone in front of you that's even a little bit less technical than you or less powerful or less fast, but yeah. they've got something in their fucking head that is going to yeah. push them to do it, that, that mm. might, that's enough to get them pushed over. So, yeah, really, really um, impressive performance from Aljamain Sterling. And I love this post-fight um, you know, uh, talk with Joe Rogan. He's talking about, obviously, what's going on in the world right now. But then he also said, man, like, Aldo is fighting for the title. Like, what the hell? Like, I'm the guy. Like, and DC was like, <laughs> we've been looking for the guy for the title and he's been here in front of us the whole time, the whole time. Like, <laughs> you know, it, was, it, was, uh, it was just a really, really good fight. I was so happy for Aljamain. It was, it was really, really good. And then... The second bant- well, the third bantamweight uh, fight of the whole evening was Cody Garbrandt against Aston Sale. Pete, you called it. You said uh, that Cody Garbrandt, who was already well, a phenomenal boxer and already had some of the best hands in the bant- bantamweight division, has now stepped up his training. He's between Team Alpha Males, between Mark Henry. And what 
um, a finish from Cody. Uh, start, I think it was the first round, uh, just before the uh, bell. Um, and literally uh, 10 no, second, no, sec, second, second round. So, yeah, second second round, round, end of the second round, just before the, 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 the bell goes. Obviously, they do the 10 second klaxer. Cody walks towards the cage a little bit, backs himself up a little bit, completely drops his hand, invites Aston Sow in. Drops down to his uh, drops his knees a little bit, full body weight into a right hand, and absolutely slept Asensal with one of the dirtiest right hand knockouts I think <laughs> I've, I've ever seen. I this was one of my favourite knockouts, bro. But tell me what you thought about it, bro. It's interesting because I actually changed my like when I actually watched it on the night. I was like for a split second, even when he did wind up, when they both wound up, I was like. Just in a split second, my brain must have been like, "What are you doing? Like, don't do that!" Like, do you know what I mean? You, you got, you got, you got one second. You've fallen back into that again. Yeah. You could have got, you could have got caught, but then it turned out it just, it just paid off, I guess. But then you, you always get, you always get punches like that. Two people throwing at the same time. Someone connects. Like, uh, it reminded me of um, ah, Rashad against Chuck Liddell. Right. Just that pop. Do you know what I mean? They both sort of going for the same sort of but one's just on a different level to the other or like one step ahead and it was just like and then to be honest if he didn't throw that punch it could have gone on he could have lost the decision or you don't know what's going to happen in that round to in that moment he just had that in him to drop down keep his eye and he did it like smartly as well when DC broke it down it's like he wasn't just didn't have his eyes closed fighting down and just swinging he actually knew exactly what he was doing mm. Mad. But yeah, it was fucking so good. Such a good <laughs> knockout. Such a good knockout. One of my favourite knockout of the night, as I said, one of my favourites I've seen. And then, yeah, so this this sort of pushes, you know, Cody's stock up again. You know, the loss to Pedro wasn't the greatest, but then, you know, we know Cody's, uh, what he was basically saying, they asked him about O'Malley and they said, you know, O'Malley's talking, saying that, you know, you're similar, blah, blah, blah. And he's saying, well, I was a world champion by the time I was 25. At eleven fights yeah. in the UFC, I was already a world champion. We're not similar, mm-hmm. like, and and I, 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 to a certain extent, whether they, whether they, they might have the same ability because we haven't seen O'Malley that much. But yeah. you can't argue with what Cody's done, bruv. Like, and the yeah, Cody yeah. TJ thing was interesting because it did split a lot of people. Because I, I fucking love TJ. I really have. I've always been a fan of him. So you get people yeah. that are like, I think TJ was a prick. I think Cody was a prick. Bloody bloody blah. But. Mm. TJ's kind of been taking out the picture a little bit, so I'm really happy to get back on the Cody train, bruv. I think he's, I think he's. Oh, that's uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm the same as you. I, I switched around. A lot. It's just natural. You can have opinions about people with what you hear, and it's like in them fights. I heard that <clears throat> I heard like certain things, and then I was happy that TJ beat him. I was like, oh, that's what you get for fucking being so cocky and like you can't back it up. Yeah. Um, then obviously this shit coming out with TJ now, it's like. I've sort of swung back round. It's like, <laughs> mate, you've got the guy taking steroids and he's just fucking been done. So now Cody's Cody's the clean option to follow. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. He's not a cheater. Um, no. Anyway, the, the, listen, the separate conversation. Oh, about... who, who, who called it as well? What do you who mean? Called it, who called it about what TJ was like? <laughs> fucking little snake. A little snake in the grass. That's what fucking McGregor told Uriah Faber, wasn't it? He told, him <laughs> what he, he told all of them. <laughs> oh, God. We've literally three conversations. Like, one's been about, you know, a powerful movement in the world at the moment. The other one's about cheating. Oh, you managed to swing it around to Connor every time we're talking about something. Always swings around to McGregor. I love it. Uh. Really, really um, impressive performance from Cody. I'm really excited to see what happens in the Bantamweight division. Finishing off, 
with a fight, the first thing I want to do before I talk about um, the second point again, because I feel like great performances sometimes get marred by um, negative stuff that can happen. But if we just focus on the positives and just talk about the fight, mate, how mm. impressive did Nunes look? Oh yeah, like so fucking. I was uh, I was messaging my mate uh, Layla in Japan. She was watching it at the same time. Mm. Obviously, and obviously coming from like a woman's perspective, she was like Jesus Christ. She was joking. She was like, oh, I think I might. <laughs> Because I was saying to her, who can beat this woman? She's like, oh, I'm actually, I'm thinking about getting into MMA. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then she was like, like, it all jokes aside, she was like, she looks fucking evil. Oh, like man. she just has that evil grin on her face when she's coming forward. And it's like, I it must be. the smirk. The smirk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she looks, she looks happy. But like, I just feel so sorry for whoever is in front of her. Yeah. It is, it, yeah, it's scary. It's it's fucking scary. Like she is a scary individual, but she, it's just the reason why she's so scary is because she's so phenomenal. Because she's just mm. so there, there's just no one on a level. And listen, this happens again. Like we're we're living in a time right now where we had fighters like Silver who was at their peak and GSP. We've kind of lived through it all. And listen, people get beaten. People will eventually lose. Um, as yeah. long as people don't do the Cejudo and retire at your peak and that kind of, well, uh, Connor's obviously retired now, hasn't he? We'll come on to that, Pete. Um, but, you know, when people retire, they, they sometimes, they don't go out on top and they go a little bit too long and they might take that loss. And listen, she might get a loss further down the road, mate. But mm. I, she is phenomenal. She's the greatest women's fighter that, you know, I think has, has ever lived so far. And, you know, mm. they're talking about her and Clarissa, uh, Clarissa Shields, um, you know, having a boxing match. The UFC right. are trying to get her in the cage and uh, Clarissa Shields lot are trying to get Amanda Nunes in the ring to, to box with her. So that's really, really interesting. I think it's, mm. uh, it's kind of, it's a compliment to Amanda, the fact that in order to talk about women on her level that are at the same condition that she's at at the moment, that we have to go to the top of another sport. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's just, it's I'd... just mad. It's, I feel like it's, it's true though. You like you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Like when Ronda first came in, everyone's like, "There's no one out there at the moment. There's no one who's on her level." It's like she's just going to keep beating people, and then out of nowhere, it's like, "Oh shit!" One knockout, and then another knockout, and it's just like, "Oh, she's not on that level striking wise." Whereas Amanda's got everything. She's got even even to get like tries grappling with her. She's fucking strong enough, and she's technical enough. Like, I'm guessing, yeah, she's a black belt. Strike boxing-wise, could probably knock out quite a lot of men in the UFC. It's just like, it's just fucking crazy how good someone can be. And she's just enjoying it as well. It doesn't look like she's getting bored of it anytime soon. It's just, yeah. she wants to be that She wants to be that sort of fucking line of the division and just keep it. But I think the only, the only person I think, because I think they were quite, I don't know whether they was that close, I'll have to watch them again, but... Um, like Valentina, I think it's maybe the only one on her level, sort of. Yeah, no, you did say that. You did say that. Yeah, I agree. Technique, wise, like dominance-wise as well, because I think after the last uh, Wei Li Zhang fight, obviously that was really close back and forth. Whereas Valentina's, all of her fights have been like shutouts, just like Amanda's. So they, I think they're both on the same sort of level with their divisions. But yeah, so interesting. So interesting. Yeah, with goes. with. Amanda and, and Felicia in this last fight that came up again, Pete, another conversation to be had about, and I don't want to spend too much time dwelling on it because you know, it is what it is, but it was another conversation about should her corner have pulled her out. It went all the, it went all five rounds and mm. you know, she, she was just literally getting battered. They could have stopped it after even the third, maybe saying that, but I suppose you've always got a puncher's chance. W what did you think about this one? 
Yeah, I didn't. I, to be honest, I didn't think it was nowhere near as bad as like Anthony Smith. Agree. Stuff like that. I think. I think she was. She wasn't in it, but she was still fully like capable of like you know like she wasn't stumbling around like out of it with her teeth hanging out. Oh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> and even DC said he was like, it's going to be so good for her to get to the fifth round to say that she's gone five rounds with like the best woman ever. Yeah, that's such a great point. It's such a great. I mean, point. Like, Rocky won, isn't it? Just want to just want to go the distance. <laughs> That's it. It's just a Rocky story. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go the distance. Um, <laughs> you stop right. this fight, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! All right, Pete. It was a great card. I really enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was fun. But yeah, yeah. Look, I'm looking for. It's just everything's on a roll right now. I know, I know. It's Big so things good. coming up. It's, it's keeping us busy. Well, we've got another main. We've got uh, another card coming up. Uh, UFC Fight Night again at the Apex Center on June the fourteenth. So is that this weekend? This, That's next I think, weekend. Yes. Yeah, it? Is, is it nice? This, this weekend. weekend. Yeah. Fucking bang. That's what I look. Just Jessica Rye, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Jessica Rye um, <coughs> against. Oh, we've got Jessica Rye against Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, we've got Carl Robeson fighting against Marvin Vittori. Uh, we've got Marab uh, Devash Vili fighting against Ray Borg. Again, two bantamweights there, Pete. Ray Borg back in there, straight in there. Straight in there, no fucking around. Andre Philly against Charles Jordan, seventh <laughs> Where's fucking. Where's Ricky Simone? What's he doing? Lazy bastard, he just won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's the one oh yeah of course the razor one who come off the loss ain't he yeah that's weird fucking isn't it it's fucking mad straight in there no fucking around uh prelims charles rosa against kevin aguilar in a lightweight fight uh we've got julia avila against gina mazzani in a bantamweight women's fight ryan benoit against tyson nam in a flyweight bout and then we've got jordan griffin against Derek minna is, in um... a it's, it's, I thought it's Feely on the main card as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, sorry, is, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he? Is he fine? Uh, Charles Jordan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a good. One. I always enjoy Feely okay. fighting. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's just coming off a, a win as well, so that that should be really, really good. So that's really, really exciting. <clears throat> and the, oh, the, the Vittori one. Sorry, I was just going to say this. Did you see what happened backstage with them two? No. When that was when that Carl Robertson couldn't fight. Do you remember? Like on one of the last, one of the well, one of the first cards they'd done with like no crowds. And um, either couldn't make weight or he was ill or something like that. Or maybe it was Corona. I can't, I can't remember what it was. But Vittori went backstage after him, fucking proper going after him. Like, you fucking proper, like, shat. It is all security. Like, you pussy. I've trained all these fucking months for this fight. It was proper kicking off. And then I think on this, on this card, I've just heard DC said he was there. And he said he was just videoing it going, <laughs> oh, shit, these guys are going to fuck. <laughs> I can't remember what he said he was shouting at him he was shouting saying like world something world premiere or world world news star or like world star world star yes. <laughs> Joe Rogan's pissing himself do you know what that is world star no no what are you going? it's like world, world star hip hop it's like a if you go on Instagram or go to worldstarhiphop.com like it's this website where they show a lot of like music videos but what they're renowned for is that they just show a lot of fucking street fights like a oh, lot okay, of street okay. fights so people just film shit like world star world star <laughs> you got, you got, you've got one of the biggest UFC commentators and like fucking former champions just standing there like wanting to see a fight yeah, <laughs> backstage it. how many times has fucking Joe Rogan stood up to watch a fight in the crowd they just love it they just oh yeah yeah it's brilliant speaking um, of DC uh, there Peter I don't know if you've just seen the latest news through uh, DC's um, Instagram but the fight no. has now officially been announced DC against Stipe Miocic number three 
This one's for all the marbles, he says. Uh, we're each one and one, both knockouts, but great fights. I can't wait to fight this dude again. Now it's time to work as hard as I has ever trained. It's going to be Saturday, August the 15th, Peter. August. I was glad you didn't say September. <coughs> I thought you were going to say July then. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh man, I can't wait for that. So excited. When someone like when someone like him gets his head down and is that determined, I, I sort of want him to win. Oh, do you know what? With this one, I want the I want the best person to win. I want the best fighter to win. Yeah. I'd love it to be a really dominant performance so that, you know, with me, in my heavyweight list, uh, we went through our top tens or whatever recently, you know, uh, and it's always going to be, I guess, changing because uh, there was active fighters in there. But this will, for me show who the the, the, the the better man is and it, it is mm. a conversation and again there's a lot of heavyweights people like Randy Couture and um you know people like Fedor and stuff that need to be spoken about Velasquez but for me this is a conversation where whoever wins this fight can be considered as the goat if not one of the goats is is Stipe yeah, but I, I guess his injuries done then I guess was, was it an eye injury I think yeah I'm pretty sure it was like a retina or something or detached retina or some shit but like I thought he had the surgery, but they were just talking about the time frame. And he's like, I can't even come back to like training until a certain point. Do you know what I mean? He can't do no sparring or can't do this. So I guess that's why he was umming and ahhing. And I guess it's like a really delicate injury as well. Like it could, it could fucking detach us like with well, like one punch or something like that. So fucking yeah. It's... I guess I guess they just uh, fair play to him. It ain't when his problem to say oh, I ain't gonna rush coming back just to lose his eye. Do you know what I mean? It's like one hundred percent. And we're still going to get the fight. So the only one who comes off, I guess Francis has just got a decision to make. Does he fight again before or does he wait another, what's that, June, July, August, September, October? I guess he'll have to wait another five or six months to get a title shot. But Yeah, that's a good point. Um, or he could just go out and beat the shit out of someone just for fun. <laughs> 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 it is really as simple as that. Anyone. It really fucking is. It really is as simple as that. So that really, really big fight. I'm really, really excited for that. Really, really excited for that. Peter, we also yeah. have the announcement from Dana White and the UFC official Instagram page today that UFC Fight Island is real. It's Yas Island in Abu Dhabi. Um, and we're going to be having some... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be having some fights there. Give me your thoughts, Pete. Just fucking out of left field, didn't it? Just, I, just, I was like, I said to you, I was, I was expecting some little weird island, like, what did I say, like Bermuda or somewhere like that, or somewhere near Hawaii or, so, or something. Um, but no, it's fucking Abu Dhabi. Crazy. Like, it must have a. Surely, it's a, it, I can't, it can't be that small. Like, it must have a, a runway on it or something like that. Well, I'm guessing it's a, a yeah no, I'm guessing it's a pretty uh, you know a pretty a pretty big island. I'm sure. Well, they have, um, to, get, have you, to get a boat there. What Dana White said about it? Have you heard him talk about it? Yeah, let me let me play this. No, no, no. I just saw the. Jazz Island in Abu Dhabi. Oh my gosh! It's bro- breaking news on Facebook. I love you. I was all prepared to like smack you down. No T-shirt for you because I thought you refused to answer that question. Jazz Island, Abu Dhabi. So tell me about how this all came came to be. Now that we know where it is, what what was? How did this happen? So exactly like I said, I've been uh, when when this whole thing went down, I was trying to figure out how we could do events. Um, so I thought about you know um, I started talking to different places, and Abu Dhabi was open to it. But yeah. Abu Dhabi is one of the strictest places 
in the world right now with the whole COVID-19 yes. thing. So they're going to put us over at Yaz Island. We're building infrastructure over there. And uh, we have a whole um, plan on how this thing's going to work. And so they've had to build an infrastructure there because of COVID being so serious. Mate, he is not fucked up. He weren't bullshitting, mate. I'm never fucking not believing him ever fuck? again. And uh, They must be like, I don't know if they're making money or like breaking even or what just to keep it going but like I guess they've got in they've got enough they've got enough money to lose out on a few events and not make stupid profit but like yeah fucking hell to actually go to this link like imagine a imagine a fucking football team or someone like going oh we're just building a just building a little stadium on on fucking somewhere well, I guess, not, not, I guess it's not. I guess it's it's not like a football team. It's it's a bit like the Premier League. I guess you could say, isn't it? It's like the organisation yeah, 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 doing yeah. it and getting all the teams to play there. You know, it's it's. Man, Dana is a, He's he's not like any other chief executive. He's not like fucking Greg Dyke or fucking yeah, yeah. like one of these other you know league presidents or FA chairman. When he's like, he's like, listen. He even said in the, the other day he was just like, listen. All these people that are complaining about their UFC contracts and all this, Marzal Dahl's been kicking off, connor has been kicking off, and all these people have been kicking off. He's like, listen, you don't have to fight here. Yeah, yeah. You haven't got to fight. He just said they've signed new contracts as well. Yeah. Did you hear that? Like He said Masvidal was just literally months ago signed a six or eight fight contract deal. And now he's like, oh man, if you're not going to pay me, I'm not doing it. It's like, what? Like, how can you... If I don't... Surely it's a contract. So it's like... Yeah. No matter what who you fight, you've you've looked at that contract and you must have thought in those eight fights, especially someone like him, one of them might be a title shot. Yeah. So like surely surely that money you looked at before, it's like people just fucking going they're not gonna get boxers money at the moment. It's just not gonna happen. It's not the only thing is is like so I'm really I'd be very, very interested and I guess once we work our way up the the MMA world ladder Pete, we might know these things. But you know, the contract, like what is it? Because it doesn't it de- oh, does it depend on pay-per-view buyers? Does it depend on the gate? Does it depend on are you paid a set salary per fight, whether you're the winner? Like what how can a contract it must be a flexible, fluid contract, no? Yeah, it must be probably a lot of it is to do with we want you to, we want you for eight fights because we don't want you going to Bellator or somewhere like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, so if you say you're going to fight for us for like eight fights, but then I don't, there can't, surely there can't be a, there can't be a set unless they get paid extra, unless that eight fight contract is for a million dollars or something like that. Mm. And then, but if you win your fight in a month's time, that that payment for that fight is separate, so that's like oh you get fifty grand for that fight if and if you win you get hundred or something like that. I, I don't know. Surely you can't plan out what you're going to be paying that person because you don't know who they're going to be fighting. Exactly. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, you could just give this guy a title shot, and it's like, well, hang on a minute. Surely that's worth more than forty grand. Yeah. Know? It's I, yeah. I don't know. It's fucking. It's weird. It's, yeah, it must be strange, and I'm not going to pretend to even like. I mean, even for me, music no. contracts are even bad enough. So to get into fighter contracts, mate, it's just a whole different kettle of fish in it. But but yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's it's still it's interesting, man. I hope that Mars Vidal mm. does want to stay, does want to fight, and you know, it's just a part of it. I do hope is a little bit of create some attention and create attend you know some heat towards me that i'm saying all this stuff and then you're going to follow my twitter blah de blah de blah speaking of generating mm. some heat peter conor mcgregor has recently announced his retirement from mma give me your thoughts on, on that. 
it's all bullshit, mate. <laughs> why why do you think that? Why are you so confident? Because of the way that he said it, the way that he's done it before when he's like, fuck this, I've had enough, when he's been angry and just, but this is, I think, literally just through boredom. He's just like, look, nothing's happening. I think he said, like, why, why, why are you making the Gaethje um, uh, Khabib fight so far away? In the mean, in the meantime, why don't why? Because I think he said he was ready to go in July, like the first of July or something like that. Or I guess it, well, I guess it's around Fight Island time. And right. he was like, why don't we just why don't we just do me and Gaethje, and then when Khabib's ready, the winner fights like the winner of that fight. But it's just the, the way that he said it is just nothing's going on right now. So. Mm. He's, I don't. That's why I don't. He probably just said retirement, yeah, to just get a few people talking. Do you know what I mean? Where he's he could just sit there and be like, "No, I ain't doing nothing." And then out of nowhere, someone gets injured or something happens, and it's like something could present itself, and he'll be right. bored, and he'll just fucking. Sorry, fucking. Oh, old Mayweather was even piping up, wasn't he? <laughs> what was he saying? Mayweather said, um, "I heard you." He commented on the post, and he was like, "I heard you say that. I heard you tell Mike Tyson that you said that if you could fight me again, you would win. Um, and now you're retiring." He was like, "Anytime you're ready to come back, let me know, and I'm happy to give you another punishing." I know Mayweather's proper retired. McGregor's like quotations retired. Yeah, Taking yeah. pops, like, mate. Comments generate money. That's all it is. That's all it is. Well, even even. To, I'll tell you why this is talking shit as well. Fucking Cejudo done it in the ring the other night. Right. And then I've literally just watched the first 10, 15 minutes of his, he's on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Big up Joe Rogan. Um, and, uh, oh, he needs the publicity, mate. Yeah, yeah. Just if, if any of you never heard of him. Um, and he's just literally said, yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah, I'm retired. I'm retired. Unless, and then Joe Rogan's like, oh, I like that word unless. What does that mean? Ooh. And he was just like, he was like, well, the only one, one person I would be interested in right now is um, Volkanovski for the featherweight title. And Joe Rogan looked at him, he was like, oh, so to become the freeweight world champion, he was like, yeah, that's the only thing that really gets me going. So he was wow. just like, do you know what I mean? And that, that fight's just been announced as well, the, the, the rematch. So. Oh, what, Holloway? Yeah, so if they, if they come out of that one. Oh, I, don't, I don't know the date, actually. They might be one of the Fight Island cards. Um, but yeah, he just said that. So from going to, oh yeah, I'm so happy I'm retiring right now. But then he's just come out and said again, if the money's right and he's got a chance for the third belt to make history, he's like, why not? Like I'm in the best best condition of my career. Yeah, I can see I can see that. That'll be mad. I'm just going to Holloway's page. There's nothing on his page yet. But has it been um, officially announced by UFC, was it? Yeah, where do I see it? I've definitely saw it today, I think. Might be on Instagram. Um, we can have but a yeah, I'm sure, yeah, but I'm yeah, sure I'm I'm breaking news. This, this is the fight that obviously, you know, it's set for UFC 251 um, in Abu Dhabi, it says. I'm just see if we can get a date on it. Um, it's a done deal. Um, it's at, uh, yeah, it's going to be on Fight Island. Just trying to get Stick. a date. It doesn't, it doesn't say a date at the moment, though, but it's going to be one of the events, nah. I'm guessing. But it's signed yeah. as a done deal. So I guess Cejudo is looking for the winner at them. Yeah, well, I guess it, I guess he thinks. Well, maybe maybe he said this. He probably done. Yeah, he probably said this before that fight got officially announced. So um, I guess if Volkanovski wins that and he's still interested, then and I, I guess if Volkanovski like if he has a shutout performance again, mm. like I mean, it's definitely. 
especially someone like that, he's not old. You know what I mean? He's not old and past it, and just oh, at the end mate, of his career, he's not. like he's like getting better and better with every fight. Definitely, definitely one of the um, greatest, well, or the greatest combat sports athlete of all time, as he as he likes to say. Anything else from yourself, Pete? Any other wicked whispers? Uh, no, nothing interesting. <laughs> I just can't wait to see these cards they put together. Hopefully, they fucking cowboys got to be on one of them. Surely. He's not oh, going to miss mate. that opportunity. Absolutely not. It's, this is going to be the new thing now. This is going to be like, you know, yeah. Corona's happened and it's obviously been really, really shit and that. But it's just one of those things that's going to be like, it's going to be a time that we live through. I oh, remember that time when UFC, there was fucking fights on that yeah, island. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean. And them, them fighters are going to want to be a part of that. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, did you ever fight on Fight Island? No, I couldn't get her. They didn't give me a fight. Fucking hell. Yeah. Some of they, they're just going to want exciting fights as well. So it's... Fucking chuck them all on there. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Get them <laughs> all in there. Royal, fucking Royal Rumble. Pay John, jo- John Jones. John Jones and Garno. Whack him on there. <laughs> Get them all on there. <laughs> Let's hope that it is a nicer place to be than um, other famous islands like Jeffrey Epstein's, for example. Um, if you haven't watched that, if you haven't watched that documentary, oh, no, Netflix, I, I don't watch it. Well, do I, I don't know. Do I want to watch it? Mate, yeah, it's it, it's incredible to see that happens. The absolute fucking monstrosities and atrocities that that man <laughs> is responsible for is absolutely ridiculous. Um, mate, great episode. Great card. I really enjoyed the last card. Um, mm. You know, it was one of those ones where it was like, you know, I feel like a lot of people at the moment are like, oh, these cards are rushed and they're like, where's the big names? But then you look at a card like that, the knockouts, the the ex-champions that were on there, the current champions that were on there, just a, yeah. a really, really big card. And listen, this weekend, again, we quickly, you know, we didn't preview it. We, we quickly run through it, but I guarantee you there's going to be some fucking epic fights oh, yeah. on the weekend. It's going to be some sick fights, yeah. 100%. I, I, I can't, remember, can't remember the last time I saw a card and was like, why did I wait up for that? Or why did I bother watch that? It just doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. Even if it's just a sort of cagey free rounder, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just to see two people, just to see live sport at a fucking minute anyway. Yeah, um, boom. All right, Pete, thanks for joining me again, mate. Um, Sweet, I'll mate. see you next week. Yeah, take care. Um, I'm going to go jump on NBA now, if you're about. Um, oh, God, not after last night. Fuck me. <laughs> we are shit. <laughs> All right, mate, I'll see you later. <laughs> see you later.